Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Good afternoon. Welcome to UK Property Talk. This is Charles Kelly Money Tips podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Milan, of Customised Financial Solutions, specialising in a holistic approach to, to taxation, and in particular, inheritance tax planning, uh, Section 24 incorporation, and, and just generally protecting your assets against the taxman, just like the very wealthy do. Uh, they don't pay much inheritance tax. And Milan will explain just why. So welcome, Milan. Great to, to speak to you again. Yeah, thanks for thanks for the invitation, Charles. You know. No problem. And I, I've I've met Milan several times at various networking events. He's a very knowledgeable guy. Uh, so tell us, start sort of really with what how is it that the, the very wealthy seem to avoid paying inheritance tax, like you know, you hear about the Duke of Westminster, members of the royal family. And yet ordinary people in the middle of that sort of, you know, between the poor and the very rich seem to get clobbered by things like inheritance tax and, and all sorts of other tax. How do the rich people avoid it, avoid that? Because you're so privileged in English law to have the concept of trust. Trust. The of yeah. The Duke of Westminster bought properties in the 1600s when London was a wetland for next to nothing. Now, grown estates obviously own major parts of Mayfair, Green Park, all those areas. The Duke of Westminster passed away four years ago. He, his 28-year-old son inherited 9.9 billion. He did not pay a pound of inheritance tax. Never will they pay inheritance tax because they, they use the use of trust. And that's how the wealthy people don't pay tax. So he inherited 9.4 billion that's nine thousand million pounds and he didn't pay any inheritance tax no and never will he but the average person leaving a house in london for say a million pounds of their children could could be hit with with tax right with inheritance tax yeah, well, correctly well each of us allowance i don't go too technical but you can allowance to say 425 per person so married couple is 850 but but the, the ticking time bomb is People own a property in joint names, say husband, wife, or two brothers or two sisters, but they are never advised about joint tenancy, tenants in common. So if you own a property with Mr. and Mrs. Joe Bloggs, that's in joint tenancy, first of all, if someone, if one of you passes away, husband passes away, it automatically, according to laws of intestacy, goes to the wife. Yeah. It overrides the will. It, it overrides your will. It's of no use. Now, in my in my in my opinion, sixty five percent of people have it in joint tenancy. So this is this is one thing you can save inheritance tax. So example, million pound property, for example, you and your wife jointly own the property for a million pounds. As soon as you break it in tenants in common, and if you're a happily married couple, it goes to fifty percent husband, fifty percent wife. So that's the second tenant of inheritance tax planning. First thing is keeping your legacy. Second is equalization of asset between husband and wife if you're happily married. And the third thing is bloodline planning. 
whatever you do, it goes to your children. It doesn't, it doesn't, you can avoid it going to your ex daughter and ex son in law. Okay. And so if, if you change from uh, joint tenancy to tenants in common and one of the husband or wife dies, do they have any problem there? Do, do, you know, could, if, if you've left half of your house to somebody else, could they be, uh, could they lose their home? Could they be told to leave the home? Well, then you're, you're leaving, they, they end up inheriting half the house. Well, if it's, if it's joint tenancy, you don't need a will. The problem starts when you both pass away. That's when the children get public inheritance tax. Yeah. If it's intents in common, you're always advised to have a will and probably in London to have a tax efficient will. So as long as you're alive, husband, wife, whoever dies, it's a mirror will. It's a mirror will, which is tax efficient. As long as you're both alive, you can do whatever you want. The moment you both pass away, then we use specialist trust, like the property protective trust for main, for main residents or flats, life interest trust, or butter, depending on the, the but quite a few trusts are there. So then those trusts help minimize the inheritance tax and bloodline planning. You can actually protect against even care fees. So there are a lot of different avenues. So it's quite a complex area, but you can do all this. These things can be put into place, okay. and, you know, according to your needs, you know. So just go back to basics. What is a trust? A and trust what does it is, mean putting your property in a trust? Well, different. The, the trust is it's quite big. When you put something in trust, you're removing the legal ownership from yourself. So if you put, I don't know, your life policy in trust, for example, you have a life policy you insured for half a million. You always put into trust. So trust means that the legal ownership goes from you to the trustees. The trustees could be a wife could be a children. So right. basically, when you put into trust, you're removing the legal ownership from the individual to the trustees. And then the trustees are in charge, basically. And that you can put a property in trust, you can put a life insurance policy in trust. You can do also, but, but the, the, the trust is, is a quite a complex word. You can have an offshore trust. Um, right. if, if you have a wife, if you, have a, if you own a property in your wife's name, not the property, you can have an interest in possession trust to make sure that if you die, your children can't kick your wife out, you know? Okay. But with your main residence, can you put that also into trust and still live in the property? No, the, the advice not to put the main main property. You can put okay. the equity into a trust, but ah. if, but, but, but you, you have to, that's a main principle, but again, it depends the situation. Yes, you can put the equity in the trust because in, in the Southeast, you know, London, London prices have gone up, so you can do that. But it, it's, it's, it is a, it's according to the specific needs. It is a customized, financial, legal, tax-efficient, holistic solution specific to you and, and your company. So it's specific to you. We can, we can tailor a custom-made solution. Okay, so there's no one-fits-all solution, a quick-fire hit, do this, and everything will be okay. You have to look at the person holistically. Well, I can tell you, there's, a, there's a lady, you probably met her uh, yesterday, Pam, she used to work for KPMG. She's a chartered accountant. Right. When she was working with KPMG, the Duke of Westminster had a whole department of KPMG working on his affairs. So that's he had a whole was. department of KPMG working yeah. on his just his affairs. For him not to pay the tax legally. Wow. I can't think of what his accountancy bill must be like. A whole department of KPMG on a thousand pounds an hour each, or it must be millions, you know. Well, well, what about the Queen Mother 
um, I think her advice was, was not appropriate at the right time. At age 92, she has advice. The royal family is pretty well off. You don't need to uh, queen, the queen, mom, the queen, Prince Charles, William, etc. They're pretty well off, yeah. The queen mother gave you assets away. At age 92, she gave away 70 million pounds. Wow. And she survived two months more than the seven years. Seven years is like a, you know, after seven years, you don't pay inheritance. She, she didn't pay inheritance on 70 million. She left it a bit late, didn't she, to, to do that? She left it a bit late, but, but she did survive two months more than the seven years. So didn't pay inheritance. Now, now the other royal connection is Prince Diana. She died tragically. Whatever reason is, is not important. But you can change your will within two years of someone passing away. Anybody can. It's called a deed of variation. You need a specialist okay. team, but anybody can do that. Sorry, can that? you just stop there? So you can change your will after somebody dies with a deed of variation? Within two years, yes. Wow. Well, a lot of people wouldn't know that. Well, they did for Princess Diana. The royal family, again, no, another system. They, they get good advice, and which most people don't, right? Most people buy a house, live in it. They die, they pass it to their children. They don't get any advice at all, do they? Most people don't have an accountant if they're, unless they're self-employed or running a business. Well, the people like people give advice, like an accountant, you can have a traditional accountant, but the chartered tax advisors have the real expertise. Okay. Um, and it's also experience. I mean, like I said, my, my, my IC team, I met Trevor 20 years ago. He's got 50 years experience. They've done 25,000 wills. So, you know, they're absolute experts. And obviously, you know, I work with, with those caliber of people. And for, be it for property tax, you know, I've got my specialist team, an IHT team, a trust team, the specialist people. And for me, for me is to coordinate and create that solution for, for your specific team. You know? Right. You mentioned wills there. Um, you know, I'm from, my, from my days in financial services, I remember that a lot of people still didn't have a will. And they said, well, it will all go to the children anyway. What's the point of a will, they thought. But you mentioned this, some people will get special advice on wills. Well, I have a team which can do it, but are you aware that if you don't have a will and say you don't have any mother, father, child, you, you're the sole person, unfortunately, the only sole survivor, guess where your wealth goes if you die without a will? Well, I'd imagine it would go to the state. Um, no, it goes to Prince Charles. Sorry? Say that again. So if you... It goes to Prince Charles. Wow. If, you live, if you live in Leicester, go to Duchy or Leicester, whoever. It goes, that's why Prince Charles, Prince Charles is worth a billion pounds. Doesn't pay inheritance tax. The Queen Mother, the Queen earns about 122 million pounds a year. She's worth about 22 billion. They don't pay inheritance tax. The Prince Charles is worth a billion, doesn't pay inheritance tax. It, it's, it's just amazing, isn't it? And, and you say that if people die, what's usually called intestate, without a will, and there's no other, so any survivors or any, any beneficiaries, that their money goes to Prince Charles. Yeah, no one, no one needs grins all the time. He's grinning all the time. But How does that? I mean, I didn't know this. I mean, I thought he's the Duchy of Cornwall. Is that where it goes? Or? Well, he, he's, a, he's a very rich Dutch. He's worth a billion pounds and doesn't pay narrative tax. But his, his wealth must be going up every day as people die. Um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, they've got estate investments. Obviously, all family pass assets from generation to generation. It's inter intergenerational wealth. Yeah. Use of trust. You know, the Duke of Westminster 
you know, they said they started in the 1600s and they're still running, you know. That's so yeah. unique to English law, but it's only privy like George Osborne, for example. He decimated Chancellor. Yeah. yeah. The former Chancellor, you know, say, I don't know, 10 years ago, if you had a, if you had a, a property earning £1,300 income, your mortgage is £600, your profit would be 1300 minus 600 roughly. Right. Yeah. Now George Osborne has stopped that completely. Yes. Whoever is highly leveraged with a big mortgage is stuck. But he himself, again, this is how the wealthy people play the game. He is resident. That means he lives in this country. His domicile, he is British. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, my, my father's born in Kenya, so I can claim Kenya domicile. I can't do that now. But he's 100% British. Yet, yes. he is privy to the Osborne and Little Trust. His father is worth hundreds of millions. He doesn't pay any tax. So that's the rule for the wealthy. And, he, and you know what? It's perfectly legal. So he decimated yeah. the whole about that industry. And yet he himself is. Yeah. <laughs> tax, you, know? you could you could say that he, he did a lot of damage to landlords and, and property people, the small guys. But for the corporates, he's, he's encouraged corporates. And he himself has taken advantage of, of rules. Uh, to, to not pay tax, but he was making the rules himself as the chancellor. Yeah, well, well, the thing is that I've got a property tax team. Um, there is a, quite a unique solution. You have to be very careful where you get your tax advice from. You can put you can put properties in an LLP if you've got uh, sufficient equity and, and mortgage on property. You can put an LLP for two years or uh, three tax years. Then it goes to a limited company. It re then all the prices are rebates at the current price. So, for example, you buy five properties 100,000 10 years ago, they're about 200,000. So, in three months, they're about 220. You can actually put it into a limited company with the current prices without paying stamp duty and capital gains tax. It then provides an equity pot, which you can take at personal rates of tax. And then you can also do some inheritance tax planning by giving growth chest to your children. So, there are models there, but you know, you can, but if someone's got Say two barter properties with a high loan to value, so like seventy-five percent loan, you can't do anything. You're stuck. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, the people with a lot of properties, a lot of money, a lot of equity, and tax planning, they can get out of this, but the average landlord can't. Um, so it, it's it's a bit like one rule for them, one rule. For well, well, the solution depending. I mean, there are solutions depending on specifically what you need is a a good accountant who actually understands. Property tax. Yes, um, you have to find someone very competent who does that. And okay. you know, in my in my search for this, I've met in excess of more than ten thousand people in finance, tax, and property. So that's wow. quite intriguing. Like, who's giving correct advice and who's not giving such great advice? You have to get a correct advice from the right from the right person. Otherwise, it's not what you make; it's what you pay. What you make after tax. Um, True. I mean, uh, I think there's a saying uh, Benjamin Franklin said, "In certain, in in in, uh, in life, the two sides is debt and taxes." Now, I will all respect Benjamin Franklin, but I don't agree with 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 the, with the debt. Debt inheritance tax is a voluntary tax. The, I think a labor labor politician, uh, Roy Jenkins, he famously said, and this is true. If you distrust your heirs more than you distrust Indian revenue, 
you pay inheritance tax. It is a voluntary levy. Yeah. So, and and the the like uh, I guess the, the recent example is Mrs. Sunak. Now she's the daughter of billionaire. I mean, in, in this the is Rishi Sunak's wife, who's running for prime minister at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, Mrs. Sunak. Now her father is a daughter, she's a daughter of billionaire, Indian billionaire, uh, Infosys. Yes. So in this country, when you're wealthy, like Lakshmital or Abranovich or these very wealthy people, um, you always claim non, even Robert, Mr. Green, they claim this non-UK domicile. That means you only pay taxes on your assets in this country. Yes. Uh, you can pay tax on your worldwide. And uh, before there's no fee, but now they charge 100,000 or whatever. But, but now Mrs. Sunak, you know, she was non-UK there's nothing wrong with that, but even the wealthy yeah. politicians have this trust in non-UK yes. But because of politics, whatever the reason was, now you know somebody went after Mrs. Sunak rather than because whatever the reason was, now she's voluntarily yeah. agreed to pay tax on a worldwide assets and shields worth like seven hundred million. And that's wrong, isn't it? I mean. I think it's wrong because she pro they probably tax the company where the company is as well. So she's probably paying two lots of tax. No, she voluntarily agreed because she put in a bit of a pickle. I think it's, I don't want to go too much into it. It's, it's a political, political thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and now, that's why I want to meet Mrs. Sonak because I can actually help her because she's paying taxes mm -hmm. she doesn't need to because, uh, you know, that's I know. it's true. You know, so. Yeah, you're right. It, it's true. Um, but I think the average person. Uh, in business or buying a property, we'll, we'll just use an accountant, more like a glorified bookkeeper. They just give them their figures and the accountant says, you're going to pay this much tax. And they might give them a few tips, but they don't really sit down and plan what they're going to do for the future, how they're going to plan the year ahead. So they're just like bookkeepers rather than tax advisors. Would you would you agree with that? I mean, uh, I think, I think Charles, one thing you need definitely for an accountant, you need a proactive accountant. So it's not up to, you know, you saying, oh, can you help me do the structure? They should come back and say, Charles, look, you got this property or you got look at scenario, you need to this, this and that. You need people who are proactive and, yeah. you know, who have a tax team. I mean, my tax team, I use, they've been running for 52 years. Dave's been a partner for 40 years. I mean, really? they, they, they understand what properties tax is, not the cheapest, but the solution does work and it's integrated and you have to integrate again it's a customized financial legal tax solution i would all the all the you know david's got his own big company but i but my IHT done through through trevor he's got 50 years experience so bringing all the experts together with tremendous experience stamp duty how many people are aware that the 49 ways of saving scam duty properties if you've got a property in the pension you can, about 10 million pounds, 10 billion pounds need to be reclaimed. So bringing all these experts, this is where the magic happens. So there are 49 ways of, of reducing or avoiding stamp duty, including putting your property into your pension scheme. That would be something like a... Yeah, I mean, if you put property pension, this, what happens is that David, the principal, used to lecture at central law training to solicitors, 250, 300 lawyers, three times a month, seven and a half hour seminars on stamp duty. And now this loophole about this putting a property in the pension, they've actually gone with Baroness Altman to the House of Lords to sign a petition to, to say that, look, 
you can clean the stamp. Now, I had a client uh, who came to me, an accountant, um, but taxing went to see me along with myself. He, we managed to get 19,500 pounds stamp duty back for him. That's a case we wow. that's a case we've had, and we've had cases like on when you buy a plot of land and you build five flats, you can say the STLT, you can say the stamp duty is called multiple dwellings relief. There are 49 lease allowances. So there's one is if, if the grazing rights for cattle, it's mixed use. If a property so I have a team of charter taxes, but charter, that's that's all they do is help you the stamp duty. Amazing. Good. So you managed to get money back from the revenue. After they paid the stamp duty, do you still manage to get it back from them? Yeah. So it's not too late if you paid the stamp duty and, and, and maybe by you paid too much more than you need to legally, you can still do something about that and get you, that back. You, you can do it within one year up to four years. It's a no oh. in no fee. So if, if they can't do it, there's no fee. If they can do it and you don't want to go ahead, there's no fee. They only take a fee if they manage to get it done. Wow. So, it's, so, it's, so it's they've great. got nothing to lose. No win, no, no fee. So if somebody buying a property, show me the plan of the property. I introduce you to the tax team, explain how the, the stamp duty works, and then you've got access to a dedicated team who will answer your questions at no cost to you. Fantastic. So this is what you've explained there is how the very wealthy keep their wealth. They, they keep their wealth intact. I know, for, for instance, that the, the, the family of the Duke of Westminster, they're, they're not just planning for themselves. They're planning for their children and, grand, and ch grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Yeah. They're planning several generations ahead, whereas the average person just thinks about the next few years and maybe them and their children. But they really do plan ahead, and that's how they keep their wealth intact and and keep it away from from the taxman using, as you said, trusts and and proper wills and getting. Well, the, well, the other example is is the Rockefeller family. It's it's intergeneration. It passes on from generation to generation. The Queen is, years. Yeah. is an exact excellent example of how the royal family. Past assets to Prince Charles, Prince Harry, Prince William, and, uh, and now now Prince Prince William's children. They'll pass them on. I, I always wonder why they look so happy because <laughs> they're not getting bills from the taxman. They're not being chased by the taxman all the time. But seriously, you 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 can get the advice for the for the for the people that may not be the billionaires, but they can get that kind of expertise to help keep their wealth. Preserve their wealth and, and give it to to who they want to give it to, not give it to the government, because they paid a, a lot of tax in their lifetime already. Yeah, well, Charles, I don't really dwell too much on this, but people need to know why why the re the reason why I do this tax planning. I was fortunate to be born as in the richest Asian family in East Africa. Wow. In the well, we're no longer the richest, but we were in the 60s and 70s. We used to own 6,000 acres of land. My parents were doctors. Wow. Born in immense wealth. Unfortunately, lost my dad, unfortunately, tragically, when I was 12. We paid the princely sum of 35,000 pounds inheritance tax in 1977, when you could probably buy a three-bedroom family for 4,000. And my uncle stole the whole lot. When I came to this country, I was intrigued. My mother set up a trust. The trust has grown tremendously over the years. And I was intrigued how these wealthy people don't pay any tax. So it's good, taking a good 25, 30 years to really understand how the Duke of Westminster, how the Queen, I mean, Prince Harry, so he doesn't have any money, he's going to inherit £7 million from, from the Queen Mother at age 40. He's got a £15 million trust from Prince Diana. And guess what? His dad's worth a billion pounds. 
I'm sure Prince Charles is going to give him some money. It's yeah. it's absolutely no. It's a wonderful. I mean, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. All the politicians, they've all got their trust and all of them. Um, George Osborne, yeah. you know, um, David Cameron, Tony Blair. Yeah. I mean, he's another one. The, the this they use all these trusts and things. Even, even the left-wing uh, stalwart, Tony Benn, who changed his name from Anthony Wedgwood Benn, he famously talked about tax, who everyone, the rich should pay their fair share. But when he left his fortune, he used trust. He didn't pay much inheritance tax, his family didn't pay much inheritance tax. So these people, it's like one rule for them, you do as I say, but not as I do. Well, they take advantage of everything. Uh, uh, right now, I've got a team. You can have a business account at Metro Bank. You can have a trust bank account at Metro Bank, which they do provide. And you can have a trust, and you can decide how much tax you pay. That, that, so that, that there is summing it up. You can have a business account, a trust account, and you can decide how much tax you pay yeah, user, by user using your services. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and, and I've got a team. And I've got people actually who are who are resident and domiciled in this country using the structure. So it's nothing new. And you know, okay, great. I mean, can you just briefly explain the difference between domicile and residency and non-residency? Can you just quickly give a brief okay. overview of domic residence, domicile? Residence is where you where you live. So we live in the UK. We live many years, it's ordinary resident. Domicile is where your father's born. So my father's born in Kenya. So when I came to this country, I, I was I, I acquired my father's domicile. Once you stay about 15, 20 years, then you, you're deemed domicile. If I decide that when I'm 60, I decide to want to go back to my mother country, I can then become domicile back in okay. Kenya. It's quite difficult. But that domicile is something that so that's the main thing. Now someone like George Osborne. He is domiciled here. He is British. He can't say I'm Kenyan or Indian or whatever. You know? But uh, but this is the thing. Yeah, it's it's a big difference. The domicile is very important where your domicile is. But you can hear you can be non-resident for tax purposes, like Philip Green that you mentioned briefly. That yeah, he's back can. and forth to Monaco. A lot of his assets are in his wife's name. He yeah. famously drew, I think, billions in dividends, and and took some pension fund money out. I think it's alleged. And, and didn't pay any tax. Where are the racing driver? The uh, it's Bernie Eccleston, who's in, he's in court at the moment, isn't he? Lewis, Lewis Hamilton. I mean, the, the the racing driver. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, he's. A, I think the racing driver. I can't remember the name. He's in Monaco. The, the exile yeah. in Monaco. Why do they live in Monaco? Yeah, the, the racing driver. Um, I mean, Coulthard and people are not aware. In Switzerland, is one country. But it's got different cantons. So yes. if you go there, each canton will look for your business. So I have a, I have a, a, a young gentleman, I think must about 25, 30. He's a, he's a son of one of my one of, some, one of my acquaintances. I met him at, a, at, a, at an event. He said, while well, I live in the UK, I'm in investment banking. I live, I, I, I'm resident in Switzerland. I don't pay much tax or in Singapore. Why would I want to pay 40% tax? I'd rather live there. You know, you know, pay minimal tax, have a good earnings, manage to keep my earnings. Who knows? He may even come after 15 years and come back to the UK. But here, you know, it's you're paying 40, 50 percent tax. But yeah, 
It's, and even James Dyson, I think, moved to Singapore at one point. Um, so James Dyson, Starbucks, you know, as a household name, they don't pay much tax. Yeah. The myriad of companies, you can go through Ireland, all sorts of things. I mean, even yeah. Google, for example, they don't pay much tax. Yeah, they can they can pay royalties back to the 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 main company, which could be based in Luxembourg, which is part of the EU, but seems to be a tax haven. Yeah. Um, and and at the moment, the government here has 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 in, Rishi Sunak actually increased corporation tax, so that that's going to further encourage companies to go elsewhere. The thing is, Charles, and be careful what I say, but I went to a client, a property client, is quite well off, and I said inheritance tax. Is, a, is voluntary, you don't need to pay it. His son said, no, we, we, uh, we have to pay it. So I said, you know, the Indian Revenue offices are owned by an offshore company. Now, I didn't know who it was. So uh, the father's sitting next to me, but the son is the other side, Googling on, on, on his computer. I think it's got Madeline Holdings. And Madeline Holdings, this is Gordon Brown, sold the Indian Revenue offices to Madeline Holdings, or Madeline Holdings, I can't remember the name, and guess who owns that? George Soros. So George, on one yeah, hand... The man who broke the pound. Yeah. So one hand, they're saying, pay your tax in this country. But why did Jordan Brown sell this offshore company, all the internet to an offshore company? It's I don't know. Was that before or after he sold the gold to the Chinese? I don't know. Yeah, I, he, he also sold the gold. But this is Gordon Brown saying, you know, yeah. keep everything in the UK, don't pay tax. And he himself is selling the internet in the offices. To, to, to an offshore company. I mean, George Soros owns his offices. So, I mean, how how unfair is that? Now, in, from, from a simple point of view, you can just give away assets to your, your children or grandchildren. And as long as you live seven years, you would not pay inheritance tax on that. But you can't do that with your main residence while you're still living in it, right? You, 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 is there a... you, you, you can't give it because they bought anti avoidance before, but 15 years ago, it's a gift with reservation, I think. Or... Yeah, it's it's called anti-warning, but basically, yeah, gift of reservation. But 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 basically, say say you're seventy years old. You you say it's a couple of seventy years old. Say ten years ago, they decided we want to give a property away. Just give to our son and uh, or daughter, or whatever, and we live in there. You can't do that now. You have to pay the market rent to your son or daughter. Yeah, they change these things, but and but like I said, all... you know. It's uh, um, you, you have to get the correct tax advice, and yeah. the, the tax laws are changing all the time. So you need to have people who are competent who are up to date. I mean, the yeah. Duke of Westminster will never pay any inheritance tax because yeah. you know, he's got he's got the right people to advise him correctly. You know? Yeah, and you hear horror stories of people that give all their money away to their family, and then they get sick, and then the family refuse to give them the private care they need, or just you know want them out of the house. So you've got to be careful with. Giving everything to your children, but maybe using trust is a way where you can still yeah. retain some well, control. One of, the, one of the biggest time bomb is if you become mentally incapable in this country, you become you'll be at the mercy of courts of protection. Your wife cannot look after you. So everybody in this country, even if you're in good health, if you become mentally incapable, like dementia or anything like that, you your wife or your loved ones cannot look after you unless you you have a financial and property lasting power attorney and health and welfare. If you don't, basically you'll be at the court's protection. The other thing where this happened to my to, to, to my wife's grandmother, 
the day she died, she, she was brain dead in the morning, but the heart is beating. So people should have something called a living will. Yes. So now, unfortunately, my wife's family, you know, it's a big family, but the, the two brothers were asked by the doctors, do you want to fit the machine? Look, now, no son wants to be in that position or daughter wants position of, of making a decision. Fortunately, unfortunately, you know, her grandmother died naturally. But these things, you know, you don't expect that to happen, but you should have these things in place. By not having a will, I think 70% of people don't have a will. Why would you not have a will and determine? A lot of people have children. Who are going to look after children? Say both of you pass away, parents. Who's going to look after children? So trustees need to be children, you know? So you not only need a will for when you die, but you need a, a something called a living will with the power of attorney that that's, uh, gives uh, instructions if you ever become incapacitated mentally or physically. So yeah. that, that's another great tip. So how would people uh, get in touch with you if they needed uh, advice? Obviously, you can put your comments in here and you can write to me, but how would how would you want them to contact you? Or... Well, they, they can contact me by phone. I mean, you know, on my email, info, info at customer. Well, I can put your details on the, the okay. notes then, uh, your, your email address um, and so for, for, for tax planning. But yeah. I think that's been really interesting today. I, I hope we can maybe do another session, maybe go into things in a bit more detail. Yeah. Um, I mean, you mentioned George Osborne there. He, he is... Uh, among his six jobs, I think, is he's, he's the, the editor of the Evening Standard. And there was a recent article saying about the property market that rich buyers will sustain the London prime housing market. And, and I, I believe that the prime housing market will be sustained, even if things change. But really, it's been a fascinating session there on, on trust and wills and living wills and how to uh, preserve your wealth from the tax man and give it to the people you want it to go to rather than just dying and, and, and then it, hoping for the best. One thing, Charles, I want to show. Yeah, sure. This is, this is, my, this is my motivation. Right. You can see the Revealed Prince secrets. You know, the can you turn it to the camera a bit? Can you turn it slightly to the camera? Yeah. So it's revealed secrets of the royal purse, queen, no tax on inheritance. Prince Charles, one billion in assets. Okay, thanks, thanks. I've got it. I've got it. And this this motivates you. This motivates me. In addition if to your own family, if, if they don't well. pay on, on nine point nine billion or seventy million, why should we pay in our tax? It is a volume tax. Yeah, that, that's great. That's true. So, well, well, once again, thanks for your your time today, and I will put your your contact details up on on the on the notes. So. Whether you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, or listening to it, you, you'll be able to contact Milan uh, at Customized Financial Solutions and, and help you with tax planning and keeping your wealth intact for your children and grandchildren. Thanks very much, and uh, have a great day, everybody. But thanks, thank you once again to Milan of Customized Financial Solutions. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 